0: Sherbert's host of Feel Free to Deviate, your new favorite podcast. This episode is a sort of deviation or maybe it's just an exploration of what the show is. My guest is Ed Mubarak who is an old friend of mine. We've known each other since high school and we've lived together and we played in bands together and other stuff like that. He's a super smart guy. He's very well read and he's a great musician. Though we didn't talk about it, I believe he has a degree in journalism and he's trained as a recording engineer, but he fails to meet most of the standard definitions of success. Like me, he's currently unemployed and his last job was in a bagel shop, which is not something that most people aspire to, even if they love bagels. We talk at length about career and identity as well as the shortcomings of the system. We actually talked for over three hours and, and if I had to guess, I'd say that at least 20 minutes of that was laughter. Maybe it was old, white guy-centric, insider joke laughter, but we had a good time while talking about some uninspiring stuff, and as usual, there were a few digressions. I'll leave a few woefully out-of-date links to Ed-related stuff in the show notes. Those are his words, not mine. He's not particularly good at selling himself, which is something I can relate to. But I'm working on it. Anyway, if you have audio needs in the greater Los Angeles area, you should look him up. He did half of the audio for this episode, but... I probably janked it when I put everything together. Anyway, give this guy a job. Speaking of jobs, you should give me one too. I'm still unemployed, but I've been thinking about taking a barista class so I can at least work someplace with free coffee. I, I assume baristas get free coffee, but maybe that's presumptuous of me. Can't get high on the supply. I figure a part time barista position will buy some groceries while allowing enough free time to make this podcast better. always be better. That said, I think it's starting to gel. A bit. It's doing something. Speaking of something, you may want to check out at FeelFreeToDeviate on Instagram. I've been amusing myself by making promotional clips. I can't say it's effective, but I do enjoy doing it. I suppose I'll have to work on that too. Like life, this entire endeavor is a work in progress. Without further ado, this is episode 5, featuring Ed Mubarak. This is how you gonna do a segue. Speaking of interesting. speaking of interesting, today I got Ed Mubarak here on the mic uh, in the studio. We're talking a little bit about <laughs> the mic. past, we're reminiscing, we're getting a little nostalgic. But that's not why we came here. That's not why we're meeting up. I, 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 I Hey, I think, hi, hi, Jim. How you doing? I, I'm good. Do we I, do? I, do you do this? Do you I'm do sorry, this on we'll, your
1: show? Do you do? Uh, I, d- I don't uh, know. What,
0: I don't. The thing is. I don't know what I do on the show yet. I'm trying to figure it out. I've been getting feedback. You yourself are feeling free to deviate. I wouldn't call this particular recording session a deviation because we we didn't even start on topic. So there has been no deviation. We've just been conversing. Should we do you want to do no just, No, just be quiet for a second? Okay. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Ed Mubarak, and I'm
1: trying to teach myself to say my name Ed Mubarak because it makes more sense visually, and I guess that's what I do. I don't do anything right now. I am unemployed. I uh, suck at the teat Dude. Of, of
0: Uncle Sam.
1: I don't know what I shall be doing for employ in the future.
0: Okay, and I can relate to that. Now, this is my the fifth episode that I've recorded, and I assume that if anyone has made it this far, they already know that I am unemployed. I'm not sure if having you as a guest is the best move. We're trying to figure out what people consider success, what people consider failure, perhaps, we're trying to find out what people do, like how people get to where they are. We're trying to figure out if they had a clear idea of, of where they wanted to end up, if they had goals along the way. And I I'm thinking that that you and I might be a little too similar to inspire anybody. Or maybe might... maybe it'll be a cautionary tale. Is is the goal to inspire? I I I, I don't think initially it was it was a goal of mine. But yeah, yeah. I want to. F- I want to figure out how people do what they do and what makes them make the decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. But I suppose in order to do that, you need. To, yeah, you need to talk to a lot of different people. And so far, I've talked to mostly arts people. Right. Which is not which makes a huge, a hugely diverse group. Yeah, it's funny. It probably is, and then also isn't in important ways. Yeah. Really. To the casual well, listener, they you, might be thinking, "Oh, dude, another to? art school person. What the?" I don't need that. I'm not. I can't relate to art school people. But then, but you know what the thing is? People just write off art school. Art school's pretty great. It's kind of. I would go to art
1: school today if I could.
0: I I don't know if I would, but I, I I definitely think that it's as valid as any other undergraduate degree, except for maybe a specific undergraduate degree that trains you for a very specific thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's like a deepening debate about education in general right? it it's is like, especially should, post-covid
0: should, now that everybody's at home doing their thing should there, do You need should to go to campus need...
1: should education be generalized should it be specified is it job training is it humanist training blah blah blah
0: i also i mean, i you know for nine years i worked for for uh, tech startups and most of those guys had degrees i guess but some of them weren't even using them you know they had degrees right. in other things whether it was art or design, and they were doing programming or well, one guy I talked to this guy a couple of weeks ago Bjorn he has a computer science degree and he's he was the back end guy at, at at Photomat. To me, the idea that everybody should go to college is just like fucking crazy.
1: I think there's all these people that we don't know what to do with between high school and being adults, and they're like, well, we better better send them to college. I don't know. Otherwise, they're gonna once again like with the baby boomers, like otherwise they're all gonna come and take our fucking jobs. You know, I had actually this conversation with my mom while they were here visiting, and I was saying, I really wish I hadn't gone to college right out of high school. It wasn't right for me. It was, it it set me back years. It made me like, like, deeply, deeply depressed. Like, I'm pretty sure on a clinical level. Dude, I know. Um, And they didn't know better, they didn't have any framework to have any other advice other than go to college.
0: It's kind of a paradox because. If you're in, if you're in high school and you're a smart guy, clearly you were in high school at the same time as I was, and fucking smart guy, you, huh? We're both pretty smart guys, smart enough, smart, smart enough, enough to get by without doing jack shit. That's the problem with the educational system, I think, and I'm seeing it certainly with my kids. Problem. Like kids who are above the curve and kids who are below the curve, fucking lost, are lost. Yep. So, like, you've got someone who's kind of bright, you've got aptitudes for all kinds of stuff. But they yep. don't know what to do with you, and you just end up being like, "I can do whatever I want and get on the honor roll, and, mm-hmm. and, and I don't I'm going to graduate try. anyway. What do I care?" And so you don't get involved, and you don't you don't seize the reins. I mean, that's not this. That's not true for everybody, but for certain personality types, obviously, you and 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 yeah. I, I feel the same way. There are plenty of people that I went to high school with, and who you know from high school, who were also bright kids who played the game a little bit closer and now they are rich. Wait, we, we know rich people. <laughs> I know some rich people. And actually, um, some of the people who I know who are rich, I'm just like, really?
1: <laughs> I feel, so for me, if I feel like it was the, the negative aspects of it in high school came from two sides. Like the one side was, I don't have to try to do fucking anything. This is so easy.
0: And it really was. And I'm it not was. bragging. It was just like, no, no, no. Easy. It's just the structure. Cause, the
1: pe- Cause I was smarter than the people teaching me. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know, um, so there was that. And so then when you do have to try at something, you turn out to not have the tools to do so sometimes. Right. And that's one end of it that is significant. The other end is if you are encouraged to excel. And this is what happened to me with math. I was just like better at math than other people in fifth grade. I was really pushed to, like, excel at math and do better, and and, and, and and so the focus becomes so narrow, just so narrow. And then, like, if it's something that you don't want to do, if you recoil at that at all, in my case, at least, I was, <laughs> in fifth grade, I was in, like, my own math class in the entire school, mm-hmm. right? Like, everyone, there were two fifth grade classes. Everyone did the same shit at the same time, except for me. They gave me the book, and they said, here's the book. Go at your own pace, and you'll meet with uh, Mr. Greco Every couple days, and you'll talk about math. Okay, great. And so it was easy for me, but also not interesting to me at all. And so what I did was I spent a few months staying exactly two chapters ahead of the rest of the school. (laughs) You got got a system. I had a system, so I could be ahead and be excelling, quote unquote, (laughs) but also not. You know, like what was I going to do? Like, was I going to read the whole fucking book and then not care? and, (laughs) And right, and then like, and then the but then the part that like. That I actually took more of, you know, I grew up in a small town. And so like for excelling, for being different, you are fucking ostracized and you are taunted and you are fucking hated for that. You're hated for standing out in a lot of places.
0: But but to and be so fair I was always. Ed, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> totally
1: fair. That is totally fair. And I'm sure I always have been. However, my parents who grew up in small towns should have understood so you're, like, so you're a fifth grader. How old are you in fifth grade? 10 or something? Sure. Right? Say it, like yeah. Maybe, maybe not super emotionally mature. Maybe. <laughs> and so <laughs> maybe. you're getting berated on one side for not working hard enough and excelling in a traditional manner of excelsion. And then you're getting berated on the other side by your peers for being show-offish and grandstandy and teacher's petty and yada yada. If you're going to be in any kind of social order in which you care about other people's response to you, that was a no-win situation for me, which I think was very formative, obviously, because I still talk about it. I I, I (laughs) dream about it every night. (laughs) And the thing is, no adult that was encouraging me to do that had any ill will, had anything other than the best for me in mind, but there were all these ancillary things that came into play that they hadn't considered,
0: and that happens. I'm sure you'll do it to your kids. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. I I, I yeah. can't wait to have that conversation someday. <laughs> when you're 80 and on your deathbed. <laughs> and and now, Ruby's probably. like, here's 12 ways that you fucked me over oh my God, 40 years so ago. Bad. No, I, I, I already know. I, I mean, I know what I'm working on. I'm, I'm going to try to talk to somebody about that. It's programmed into me. And I, I just have to, you know, I have to, I have to break the cycle, man. Um, but anyway, well, what, that's what another, is what is that's story? what do you think story. is programmed into you What's that? What do you think is programmed into you? Behavioral things mostly um, <laughs> yeah, what do I think is programmed into me? That's just, <laughs> just, just, if I knew I, so I wouldn't things. still be programmed would I <laughs> i uh it's it's mostly very little to do with with education. It has mostly to do with interpersonal dynamics. I get a little testy when people don't grasp things and when you're dealing <clears throat> with children, they don't always grasp things.
1: You know, the thing with children is they're just a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by definition. There are there that's a fine balance because kids get what they get and arguing with a kid assuredly make you feel like an idiot also. But one of the things that happens to me a lot, and I'm sure you have encountered this too, is when you're trying to explain something to someone, like say it's a coworker or a boss, and you're trying to explain something. And it's just like they're not getting it, but you know they could get it. They just really don't want to because it would cost them some time or some money or some effort if they acknowledge that what you were saying was correct. To me, that's a very frustrating, pernicious thing.
0: Maybe I can see how wrong. that would be frustrating, but that's not really that's not really what happens with kids, I don't think. No, 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 with kids. Of I think they not. straight up just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> but kids. maybe I'm wrong. Kids. Maybe they do. Maybe actually, you know, sometimes sometimes I think Doris understands a little bit more than she's letting on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) which one, which one's
1: Ruby's the older one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's kind of a space
0: cadet. She's uh, she's pretty funny. They're completely different kids. It's, it's hilarious. That's my life advice. Just care, care less about shit. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. Let Mm -hmm. it go. Let it go. Yeah. I just got to let it go. Also be more accepting of other people and their shortcomings and my shortcomings. Why don't you tell me. (laughs) why don't you tell me about your relationship with success what what does success mean to you
1: those are two obviously two different questions
0: what does success mean to you success to me just means
1: literally just happiness and i know that's like a facile it's not fine i totally accept it yeah if if
0: someone is happy
1: they are successful
0: in that term, what, what does happiness mean? Because whenever someone asks me, are you happy? I, my standard answer is, of course I'm not happy. Nobody's happy. Right. That's That could be a different discussion. I think that when people say happy, they they often mean general contentedness. To me, happiness right. is, is a peak in emotion and not the baseline.
1: Yeah, the contentment and happiness are obviously confused all the time. And I don't, uh, maybe I do mean contentment rather than happiness, actually. In a super Americanized context, right, success is I don't have to worry about money and I do something that I feel matters to make my living. I guess that's it.
0: Okay, so that's what you think? Or that's what the average person, because I'm not sure that the average person cares about doing something that matters. Right, I think that that's what I think in my Americanized context. Matters to whom is another question as well. Does it matter to you or does it matter to somebody else?
1: That's what matters to me. I see people that worry about money all the time that have tons of fucking money and it drives me insane.
0: Right. You know,
1: it's just like, dude, you have (laughs) the main ingredient to the recipe of happiness and you're ignoring it and you're pissing on it and you're wasting it. Right. It drives me crazy. I don't know why people do that, but they do.
0: I was on a walk with my friend Florian earlier today and he was talking about how he visited some relatives he said he felt like an alien whenever he goes there because they're super alpha business guys mm. like it's mm-hmm. a family it, his it's his brother-in-law or something yeah i don't know how he's related to them but he goes there and they talk about you know their investments and the new car and and, and, and you know there's nothing wrong with that per se it's just i personally can't relate to it I actually think there are some things wrong with 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 that mindset, but that's another discussion. I do too.
1: Well, but I I don't know if you can have one discussion without the other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I mean that
0: maybe that's too far off
1: the track, but yeah, I I think like Kelly's family, I think is a little bit like that. Yeah, um, where it's just like, what are you all doing, man? Oh, like, okay, be successful. I think so. I think that like, some of this. For me and maybe for you as well, ties into what we were talking about: where shit was easy when we were younger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where it's like, well, yeah, dude, I can like be an empty-headed prick and be successful at business too if I had wanted to. I don't but, know if you I know could, what I mean. It's like, but go ahead. But you know that you had the capabilities to. You know what I mean? Oh, it's sure, like, sure. It doesn't like what what these people are doing doesn't seem to me like an achievement in any sense
0: no but it's it's a lot of money and that's what if if that's what your goal is then then you're good so like what florian was saying was that the rationale of his brother-in-law or whoever this guy was was that he was make he wanted to make sure that there was something for the family when he was gone and florian was saying yeah but don't you think it's a good idea to be around and spend time with them while you're here so what's success (laughs) I don't know. Like yeah, he's yeah, got a man. Tesla and he makes a lot of money evidently.
1: That's what happened to uh Kelly's dad. He uh he had like an office furniture business and they but they were high end. They were doing a lot of I think he was like one of the only regional distributors for Herman Miller for a while or something like that. Nice. He did really well and he sold the business and he retired when he was 40. Um
0: Dude, that's amazing. That's success if you ask and, me.
1: <laughs> dude, right? And also nice
0: furniture. I totally.
1: <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: But he got fucking awful cancer and died. Probably would have gotten that anyway, though. Seventy.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying he got cancer because he was successful. But I'm the saying time, like, yeah, the time. Well, the it's, it's time. what it's what you were, it's what you were just saying. He worked so hard to do this thing, to do something for his family, and then he was just fucking gone anyway. Yeah, and it didn't matter, and he didn't get to see. He didn't get to see Kelly have her career. He didn't get to see his son be a brand manager. For a cool ass company and be really successful and be really happy. He didn't get to see the house that he bought. He didn't get to see these people's fucking lives. Right. And which is yeah, that's like that's what you're doing it for, right? Or is it that's what people do it for? I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm not driven that way. And I also don't have kids and probably never will. There's some piece in the normative equation like missing for me anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're alternative. (laughs) I think I actually am.
0: Dude, you're Gen X. I'm super Gen X. I'm actually the very end of Gen X. You're you're a year old with me, right? I was born at the last week of 1975, so I'm like nine months nine months uh, older than you. Yes, yeah, ten, totally. nine. You're September, nine, yeah. September. So let's say 20th, ten because yeah. you're the end of September, right? Yes, we're like the very tail end of what I think they consider Gen X. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what the, the date X. cutoff is, but I'm pretty sure that si- 1975 is part of Gen X. I think that yeah. the end. I think the end of the 70s is the end of Gen X. Okay, I think. Okay. I don't know.
1: It. I mean, obviously. And you know, know what? I don't give a shit. I know. I, I
0: know, know that story. I identify with Gen story. X more than I identify with whatever the next one is, which I guess is millennials or is that? I don't know. Gen Z is that a thing? Sure. Yeah, Gen Z is now though, isn't it? Zoomers, don't they call them Zoomers? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. There's a lot to know, Ed. This is this is amazing content. <laughs> the kids, do you guys like talking about shit they don't guys know about. Are talking about generations, <laughs> it's fascinating.
1: <laughs> they're talking let's about talk, not having jobs. Let's talk jobs. about, uh, it's let's talk about pre
0: pre imperialist Caribbean agriculture. <laughs> 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 I want to talk about the Great Banana Famine. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, do you have goals then? Like if did you have goals ever? I think I had wishes, but not goals. Yeah, you know,
1: I, that's that's how I feel. Like, like, look, man, if I could go back and be twenty again, like, I'd do a lot of shit different. Of course, everybody no, says that, and everybody says that, and and of course, but like, I really would, man. I would, I would. If I could I go back, first so of much all, more stuff. First of all, fuck a lot more chicks, <laughs> dude. <laughs> totally
0: inappropriate, <laughs> but. uh... <laughs> Is this a family cast? Actually, I was going to say, I would invest in the stock market. <laughs> I'd go back, and then I'd go back again till
1: I could invent time travel. Then I'd go back, I'd kill baby Hitler, I'd invest in the stock market, <laughs> baby and then I'd invent steroids, and I'd break Babe Ruth's home run record before Barry Bonds. No, I would invest
0: in the stock market. <laughs> I-,
1: I would probably do that. It, I mean that's the thing. It's like <laughs> we we were talking before about you know me pissing and moaning about my dad being a fucking Jagoff. Um, but Hello, he's got Corey the, that, hey Corey Mubarak, hey Corey. But that's part of the thing that drives me fucking nuts. He's like, oh, you got to play the game, man. You got to rig the system for you, man. Rig the and system. I'm like, I'm like, dude, if that's what you think is important, you are fucking terrible at it. Like, you, all you do is worry about money. You have no money. You have no property. You have no, like, fucking security. Like, if you cared about that, you fucking failed. Like, <laughs> so shut up about it. It's ridiculous. Like, it would have been nice. Ten four. If, if If economic security is important, it would have been nice when I was younger to have somebody be like, hey, maybe when the housing market dips, buy a house. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's a good idea. Maybe when you're working full time. And saving money when you're 19 instead of saving money to pay for fucking college again, maybe buy a house, maybe that would be worthwhile. But there was nobody there with that advice for me because it's not because it's not what my parents did or I think their generation did. Dude, they lived on credit their whole fucking lives and they and they continue to do so. They paid off their house, I think, like a week later, took out a home equity loan. To, like, Why? Why, D- dude? To redo the kitchen or some dude, shit for real? Right? Just fucking unfathomable, right? First of all, their kitchen was fine. I I agree. I liked it much better before. But you know, that's how that generation quote made its living on yeah. fucking debt, all debt financed. And then they look at us. You know, I'm not saying your parents look at you or my parents look at me, although mine do. But like that generation looks at our generation and is like, "Why are you such fucking failures? Why are you fucking broke all the time?"
0: You I know? don't think my parents like, look at me at all. Wow. Time, time, to start a new podcast I, for real. <laughs> I'm gonna. St- I might start a network. It's called the Jim Turbert's Whiny Problems Network. <laughs> <laughs> poor Jim,
1: poor Jim turbert All alone across the choppy gray Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I'm very misunderstood.
0: Um, aren't we all though? <laughs> You want to talk about that then? no no. i want to <laughs> okay. talk about goals i want to talk about goals because i don't feel like i ever i ever had any goals <clears throat> well, i think l- it goes back to what we were talking about before i can say for myself that one of the good things that came from my upbringing is that yeah i'm not afraid to work i'll just work i'll sure i've always just done anything that i needed to do right now that is not the case because i'm trying to be a little bit more picky Right. It's not working out. But you've but you been out of work like what? 3 months? 6.
1: Still. 6. That's not that long today. Feels like, dude, long. Things are fucking,
0: things are so different than when we grew up. There's also a global pandemic. I, I know, but I'm just trying to I'm just trying to justify yeah. the fact that nobody wants to hire me. I wasn't meaning to uh to not hear your feelings. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I my, I was trying to make a point. Yes. About goals. You You've
1: always, you've never been afraid to work. You're I, trying to be pickier now. I'm trying to be picky like now, but I, like
0: I never, I never figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I still don't really know. And when people ask me what do I do, I just list responsibilities from previous jobs. I went to school for photography, but I, I suppose I could become a freelance photographer. I am a perfectly adequate photographer you should probably do that probably should but I, I don't like it i i, I, I like and photography. you should not do that i i i like working on art projects i like photographing my family and my children i like photographing crazy stuff that i see on the streets i enjoy looking at other people's photography of various types you can
1: be like sally Mann, but for dudes
0: nah yeah i could <laughs> but for dudes I but the thing is, I, that that when, was, when, joke. When you do, I was not I was not slandering. your Man job
1: is finding jobs. I know, I know, I know. If you freelance I hate anything, that. if you're that's something that I'm struggling with right now because I, I'm never going to be happy working for somebody else. I don't think it's exactly that. It's like your job. Then, if you don't want to work for somebody, is to fucking find work all the time. Yeah. Your job, maybe it's being a photographer. Maybe it's being a fucking audio editor. But that's not your job. Your job is, like, managing your SEO. And it also, because of the tech involved now, it has nothing to do with a neighborhood or community or personal relationships. Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, can you get hits, man? Like, it's just that. Also, I don't know what it's like for stuff that you have competencies in. But if you go on, like, Fiverr or whatever and see, like, what are people charging for audio editing it works out to 2 dollars an hour it's
0: insane it really is it's insane if, in and fact look, it's not it's this not podcast super up, looking at things people are constantly recommending going to fiverr because you need graphic design and you need some sort of audio or something just go to fiverr it's really cheap and and that's the thing you're talking about someone composing music for your project and you're yeah. paying them practically nothing people that you know have suggested that to you no the articles uh, i
1: i did yeah, yeah, google searches and whatnot I mean, the problem with those articles is they're designed to further a cheapening content creation industry. Oh, they're awful. Right? Every single awful. one of them is awful. And I, also, I, you you literally know how to do all of the shit. Exactly. It's nice like to see You should see actually an outline just start your own business thing, thing,
0: doing it. Once you kind of scan through it, the article's maybe 700 words long, could be 200. Um, yeah. It could be a bullet point list. Yes. And they turn it into 700 to 1,000 words. I, li- I was listening to an audiobook recommended by another uh, podcasting maven uh tim tim ferris he has this book i know the name he yeah he's the four the four hour work week or whatever but he has oh that fucking guy well he has a podcast and he made a book of of chapter one trick people into buying your book no 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 it's he's interviewed all these famous and successful people like arnold schwarzenegger you know laird hamilton all these all these dudes who are at the top of whatever field they're in and he tries to say these are like habits of these titans and the
1: seven habits of highly successful people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a formula. It's yeah. been done before, yes. but it's interesting, but it's also hilarious because half the stuff is they buy the craziest groceries and they work out for like seven hours a day and they do all these crazy exotic <laughs> workouts. Dude, I gotta, I have a family. I'm, I'm not gonna work out right. for six
1: hours. You can look at it like in a, with a positive example or a negative example, right? Like look at someone like Prince. Mm-hmm. who is fucking amazing. Guess what Prince did for 22 hours a day? <laughs> like, he tried to be famous. Like That's all he fucking did and all he fucking cared about, man. And I'm glad he did because we get to listen to Prince, right? That's true. But, like, that was all he worked on ever all the fucking time. Goals. And that's my, po- that's my positive example. Goals. Goals. Well, so, actually, when you were saying before about when you were younger... You're saying I didn't want to know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I think that I was similar. But I also think that that is a kind of unevaluated, poisonous attitude that we're raised with. Ah. A, that you should know what you want to be at any point. And B, that what you do to make a living is identifying to you. I think that becomes corrosive.
0: It's hard to escape, though. It is hard to escape. Especially because of how big a part of your life it becomes. I am here in LA and like Kelly has
1: friends who like do cool shit and work in museums sure. and own art galleries and they're like what do you do and I'm like I work at a bagel shop and now I want to fucking kill myself. Me feeling that way is stupid and irrational, but I definitely feel that way. I I can
0: imagine. <sighs> yes, well yeah, of course because you because your thoughts go to like not that it's below you, it's just that there's an aptitude and you can be the best bagel guy. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you-
1: My point is, though, that it's, it's that it defines you is what's corrosive. My point was to agree with you that, like, yes, I am aware of it and still do not escape it. Like, it's, it's, it's so pervasive. It's all around you. It's like it's literally everything, every mode of introduction to any character in your life, real or fictional, is presented that way. What's LeBron James? LeBron James is the greatest basketball player. What's Kelly Boss? Kelly Boss is a art conservationist. You know what I mean? It's like everybody... Mm-hmm. Like, I've actually started, when I meet people, trying to really, really, really not ask them what they do
0: for me as too. Long as possible. Because I just don't want to further that... I don't want them to ask me.
1: As long as you make it more selfish, that's what's important. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. Again, it's about me and my issues. This is a JT show. It's about JT. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I mean, I don't want to talk about what I do because it's fucking nothing. And then I also don't want to further the social acceptability of work identitarianism. I don't know what you'd want to call it, but I'll call it
0: that. That sounds pretty good. Career identitarianism? When you have kids and you're hanging out at a school all the time, believe Oof. me, you have to talk about it way more every time your kid has a new friend what do you talk about like oh what are you doing Mm -hmm. it's so tedious and so tiresome and then you tell them like i i work i worked as a support guy that is a very broad area and it can be the annoying guy that you're on the phone with or it can be someone who knows what they're doing and i always feel the need to explain that i'm not a dumb support guy (laughs) like i feel like i have to validate
1: Can I I make a suggestion to you? Please do. I think you should tell people that for most of your life, you've been a content creation technologist.
0: I've been marketing myself as content creator, but I don't think that- Technologist. Technologist. Nobody um, gives a
1: fuck about the creator. That's one of the things, man. Like having a podcast isn't awesome. Knowing how to run a podcast is awesome.
0: (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? It's like, like where do the fucking wires go, man? (laughs) I know how to run this (laughs) recorder right arguably
1: and I, I mean that that like so you're at school talking with these other parents and like of course you start talking about what you do for a living da, 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 and it is empty and it is hollow but it's also to avoid what else would you talk about would you talk about politics would you talk about religion would you talk about the generationally transmitted hopes and fears of a fucking depression era grandmother?
0: like what we, what would you talk about well right now the number one conversation that pops up well or i'm going to say there's there two that pop up one for me specifically because a lot of the parents know that i i am i am out of work how's it going which is a question that i don't like because it's not going well um and and then i make the mistake of telling people that i'm going to an interview and then i have to talk about not getting the job after the interview jim yeah how are you really (laughs) <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so good, and that's what I—that's I just yeah. say I'm really good. Well, I'm okay, super but let, good. let me
1: let me ask you a question: Do you not want to talk about those things because you're embarrassed, or because it's
0: boring, or because it's vapid, or it's a little bit of embarrassment? Mostly the other stuff, though. I I just don't care. Yeah, I just don't care. I want a job because I need money. Yeah, it, it's not like I've never. All right, I'll say this: when I work. It kind of almost doesn't matter what I'm doing. I always imagine myself being in some sort of a competition, and I'm winning that competition. When I used to Amazing. make ice cream, I used to. Oh, I, myself- I,
1: I was just, I was just <laughs> like thirty seconds ago. I started thinking about you making ice cream.
0: When I used to make ice cream, I yep. used to imagine myself at ice cream making competitions, yep. and I was winning. <laughs> I
1: remember. I remember standing on a sidewalk with you in Northampton, Massachusetts, and we were talking. We may have been at the Heralds, I'm not sure.
0: I think we were. And you saying
1: and, you saying, and you saying, we were talking about making ice cream, and you saying, I think I might be the best. And me turning and looking at you, and before I say anything, you looking at me and saying, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I think that's a fine thing to think. That's the thing. <laughs> That sounds like a good work strategy to me, man. You know, like if it keeps you engaged and it keeps you like, I (laughs) guess that works. Just go for it, man. (laughs) Just go for it, man. Just be the best. So I think think you bring up when we're talking about like happiness and like doing something that matters and money and yada, yada. One thing that I do know is doing a job just because I need money, which is most jobs, makes me actively unhappy. Okay. I cannot stop thinking about how it's just a pointless endeavor just to get a table scraps worth of fucking money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what makes me happy, but I know that that makes me fucking unhappy.
0: Right. You know. Well, that's what that's that's one of the reasons why I always tried to work in a field where I I feel like I can make a difference. Sure. Ice cream excluded. Although I was,
1: I I think I can make a plausible argument that that was your most positive contribution to the world.
0: <laughs> I I'll accept it. I'll accept it. But I feel like when I was working <laughs> yeah. at the school. That was good because I was helping people learn things that they potentially could. It get like, some enrichment it like, through. And when I worked it for the like website that was a companies,
1: good, that was a really good I'm helping job.
0: Helping people present their work in the best way possible, whatever. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, right. I'm relieving stress. I'm. I'm <clears throat> although there are a couple of people out there who would probably say that I caused them more stress than I relieved, but there's like five people, maybe. So goes life.
1: Yeah, it seemed like the Wesleyan. Wesleyan, right? Wellesley. Wellesley. God, I knew knew Wesleyan wasn't right. It seemed like that was a really good job for you. It seemed like you enjoyed the layout there. It
0: had its moments, and there were aspects of it that were amazing. Yeah,
1: and that's where you did the radio show, right?
0: Yeah it just got old and there were there were things going on and my position it was a weird one because i was working in the art department but i was i was employed by the it department and there was a push and pull i wanted more money i felt like i was being taken advantage of and all of that was proven when i left and they made 3 new positions to replace me that were paid more than what i was making I was pretty upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's upsetting. But, you know, whatever. It's all water under the bridge at this point. I, that's, that's yeah, one of the reasons we moved here is because I was sick of my job. Was that where you were working right before you moved to... It was.
1: Okay. I didn't. I, I had lost track of the timeline, but...
0: Yeah. But at that point, I didn't have any gold, and I just fell into that, and it was kind of one of those things. In a way, I did vaguely have a goal for that sort of thing, because I really thought it would be cool to be a lab guy, a photo lab guy, and... That was like sort of my gateway in because I knew wet darkroom stuff and I knew nonlinear digital video editing.
1: Boom. I had wanted to ask you earlier if you thought you had had a goal when you started art school. To me, it seems
0: logical that anyone that goes to art school, their goal is to be an artist. Art school was the goal. I had financial issues at UVM and I had to. Yeah, because we talked about this before, how people are kind of they're just you have to go to school. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to school. And I borrowed a ton of money. Then through this channel or that the money fell through. And I didn't have transcripts. And I couldn't go back for my second year. And I had to figure out what I really wanted to do. And I decided... I want to go to film school. We had the internet, but it was a very early state. So I went to the library and got that (coughs) thick-ass book of all the colleges and college programs in the U.S. that they published every year. And I looked for film schools, and I looked for the cheapest film school. I don't know how I – I don't know. Maybe there was a way to cross-reference tuition. But the cheapest school in America with a film program was Massachusetts College of Art. Maybe it wasn't the cheapest, but – It's one of the few states. It's the only state-run art school. It's the only autonomous state art school. Like The the state university system has art schools, but it's the only autonomous art school that is state-run in America. So if you are a Massachusetts resident, at the time, it cost $5,000 as opposed to University of Vermont, which was $21,000. And then you start talking about private schools, and they cost even more. Going to art school was the goal. It was a solution to a problem. The the problem was
1: not being in school, right? What's that? The problem was not being in school. It sounds like
0: yeah. Well, yeah, because I still had this idea in my head that I needed to be in school, right? But I also thought, well, what do I want to go to school for? Because I'm here, I'm up here at University of Vermont, just dicking around with liberal (laughs) arts classes. I'm, I'm, you know, I took some cool classes, but you know, who the hell cares about the history of alcohol in America? Who cares? Well. It's pretty interesting, by the way. I, do. My
1: actual perfect profession, like if I had done things right, I would have gotten a history degree and I would be a community college history professor.
0: That would be cool, right? That would be
1: fucking the best. You literally make a like,
0: difference in that position. Literally making a difference. I'm a thousand
1: percent in support of the community college It's the best. Or whatever it's that the is. best. It's the best I could do things I was interested. In. You know, like I am interested in that stuff. I think like liberal arts ed- education is fucking awesome. I don't know why people poo poo it so much. You know, it's well because
0: like, it doesn't it doesn't seem to have a like an end result. It's like if you go and learn to be a, a CPA,
1: then this you is have the a job problem. as a
0: CPA at the end. If you go, if you get your MBA, you can just slide your way into a. Doing who, who fucking knows what. Right? Yeah, well, th- that's the thing. Most of the people who do that don't care. They're in it for the security and the the, sh- the insurance. Right. They're employable. When you go and you get a degree in photography from the Massachusetts College of Art, you're basically unemployable. If you go and you get a liberal arts degree from any of the fine universities in the United States, you're kind of unemployable. It's a lot of hard work and it's a really valuable exercise, and you learn a lot and you meet a lot of friends and you make some connections, but it doesn't really give you a lot to show at the end of it. It makes you a literate person. Well, I mean, so you're kind of like highlighting the
1: perversity of the system. I am. We, dude, why should you have to go to fucking college? I don't know. To be employable. But, it's ridiculous. Like we could teach everyone in America how to read and write and wire their fucking house for electricity and dude, I be could, a that carpenter. That's good. There's plenty of goddamn time in high school. How much time did we
0: waste in so, high school? Dude, I wasted Walking so much
1: the fuck time. around hallways. I wasted shit. about 70% of my time in high school. Exactly. At least. And, like, people aren't stupid. Like, people are stupid and they also aren't stupid. Not everyone can do fucking physics. No. Right? But, like, most people can learn the shit they need to do stuff in their house and community. Like, I'm actually in favor of university, air quotes, should be liberal arts. Like read about Lottie and fucking da and that's great. And then I there like should be specialized <laughs> and then there should be specialized training schools for actual shit that you need to be specially trained for. And they should teach us probably three to four times more than what they teach us in high school. Because it's just asinine. But that's all. That's something, though, that the pandemic really highlighted. It's like when you get people here in America, I don't know what it was like where you are, but they'd go to PTA meetings screaming and yelling about how they need to reopen schools. And the reason they need to reopen schools, it's not so their kids can get educated. It's not so their kids can get socialized. It's so that these parents can go back to work. Yeah, and so all real, these, yeah.
0: and it's all I, I these I definitely fucking people. felt that, by the way.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you did. And I absolutely empathize with it. But it's all these free market, goddamn quad driving, general contractor <laughs> yahoos. Quad driving. Right? Fucking <laughs> yahoos being like free market, being like America, man, fucking stamp bootstraps, man. Oh, by the way, nanny state, can you watch my kids every day so I can go to work? That guy. Hey, that guy, fuck off. It just highlights the absurdity of it all. That guy has
0: goals, though. Oh, man. Does that guy have goals? I think his goal is to get a quad. Bro, he's got a quad. His goal is to have a couple cars and a nice he's garage. He's got a quad. He's got a boat. He's got a boat launch. I would like a nice garage. I don't even have a car.
1: Yeah, I'd like a nice garage. That guy, that guy's goals are met. He has what he needs. The plumber in large, small-town Missouri. Sweet gig. That puts his boat on the Ozarks on the weekend. Beautiful makes there. Makes like fucking hundred fifty grand a year. Maybe his wife has a job. He's got two kids, three kids. He doesn't want to think too much about difficult subjects. He wants to watch a little football on the week. You know what I mean? Like hmm. what the like that guy met his goal when he was twenty six. I'm painting with like obviously a ridiculously broad brush, right? Like, that is it, like, pretty broad I'm not, brush, I'm not and it not might saying, be offensive to some people. That's why and there's I'm, nothing wrong I'm, with that. It takes all types. I'm not saying, like, people who do that don't have thoughts, but I'm saying, like, having that lifestyle appears to be the goal for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: a goal for me. I remember going back to Winstead a lot and meeting up with people. I don't want to make a disparaging remark, but people that, you know, they not have a lot going on. (laughs) But they're, you know, early on in the the time after you leave and then come back and visit your parents or whatever, you know, you go pick up a pizza at Camp Pizza. As, As one will. And you bump into somebody. They're like, yeah, I got a house and, and a family and all this stuff. I'm like, right. you? You have a house? I'm renting a really crappy apartment in Boston, and it costs twice as much as your mortgage. Right. <laughs> and I got nothing. But, dude, I've read way more books than you. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: matters, goddammit. <laughs> There's this double thing, though, right? Where having the house and the job and the kids is seen as this like version of success. But the whole system is designed... To guide every single person into that vision of success. And so if you don't have the house and the kids and the stable job, blah blah, blah, you're seen as a failure. The whole system is designed to make people do this like very one, very normative thing. And yet it's seen as success when when you achieve that thing that you've been guided to do by the entire system the entire time. And if you don't do that thing, that's what's seen as a failure. Um, which, you know, I can see an argument for it because if the whole world is trying to get you to have a goddamn job and buy a house and you somehow manage to not do that, it's like, well, something went wrong somewhere, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is the whole world trying to get you to do that? Yes. I think that it might be. Am I not am, am I radicalizing? I think I think I may be radicalizing you over Zoom, <laughs> ironically enough. I'm I have a take, house. Am am I, I take, buying the lot? I'm gonna take this techno corporate overlord and fucking <laughs> use their weapons against them, man. Wow. Yeah, the whole. I think the whole world is is there's a really interesting guy. I recently become um hip to this dude, Mark Fisher, who wrote about some things that you may care about and some things that you may not care about. Like one of his big thoughts is called capitalist realism. The structures around all of this stuff that we do, it's so ingrained in our lives and our communication and in our ideology, it's just everything about us that like envisioning a world without capitalism is just like unfathomable. It is. People. It really is. Yeah, and so I. Th- yeah, and so I think it's a really valid point. When I was reading a little about that, I was just like, "Oh, this explains a lot of just confusion and frustration." Where it's like you don't even have the fucking language. Like you'll have conversations with people. I'll have conversations with my parents, or I'll have conversations with like well-intentioned people that I work with, and you're trying to explain something, and they're like, "Well, but it's, but it's just this other way," and you're trying to find a way to say like it doesn't have to be this way, but you just can't find. The fucking mechanism to explain that it doesn't have to be the way that it is it's programmed it's very programmed i think his other really cool idea big idea is called it, it, you can google it i think the essay might come up it's called uh the slow cancellation of the future and it's about it's related to capitalist realism it's related to neoliberalism and like commodification of culture but basically like how we live now in the arts, particularly music and film, he talked about a lot, in just a state of constant nostalgic reiteration, and there really hasn't been very much new. The way I heard about this was I was listening to Chuck Klosterman on a podcast about the movie The Doors. What? <laughs> I, right? I know, right? Uh, there's, there's a... I, I, the would, I, should, a I, would, I like all those
0: things that you're talking about. There,
1: there, if you look up on whatever, on your podcast provider of choice, uh, The Rewatchables, The okay. Doors... It should come up. It's a ringer network thing. But Klosterman was the guest on it. And he, that's where I heard him he was talking about the slow cancellation of the future. Instantly, this made so much sense. He was kind of describing what Fisher had said, where it's like, if you, if you were in 1995 and you went back to 1965, 30 years, and played the music of 1995 for those people... Like, their fucking heads would explode. They'd be like, what the fuck? It'd be like, there'd be just infinite newness and all these things that they never even imagined that they could hear before, right? If you went from 2025 to 1995 and played them the music from 2025 and 1995, they'd be like, yeah, this sounds like what we're listening to today. Because it fucking is. Mm. Like, it's it's sonically so similar. There's very little true, I want to say aesthetic innovation, but that's not the right way to put it, but, you know. I feel like it'd be a subject that would interest you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Just, just, uh, just a note, a a slight deviation from uh, the topic that we've been doing a pretty good job of sticking to, I have to say. Um, (laughs) Most of the changes I think in contemporary music have come from production. I think things are uh, bassier now. I I say that because I listen to a lot of older recordings. Classic rock recordings are nowhere near as Mm -hmm. bassy no as contemporary not. music especially if you listen to electronic mu- contemporary electronic music which i listen to i dabble um and uh i thought you were an old man i well i, I get out <laughs> there i can i can i can i just sh- share with you some uh some current uh recent recent uh listening things you might be surprised you might not sure well this afternoon to this afternoon i listened to the pixies because i'm trying to, <laughs> that's not that's not much of a surprise i i i uh i listened to that because um i my my child my children I don't. I just don't. I don't like the direction they're Most, going. Mostly in. the one that you like better than the other, though. <laughs> I like both of them. <laughs> they're, they're both. They're both so great. I love them so much. But anyway, <laughs> what I listened to recently was um, uh, Moon Duo. That's kind of a classic rock vibe. It's just on. Is this all on Spotify? Uh, I'm, I'm. I, I use title. Okay, fair enough. Goat. I don't know if you know them. They're like Swedish hippies. They're pretty dope. I don't. That sounds cool though. Yeah, it's really good. I like uh the most recent Saint Vin- Vincent album. It's called Daddy's Home. We should have a conversation about Saint Vincent. It's produced by that guy that produces everything. Fucking hate that guy. <laughs> it's a great record Fuckin though. Fucking hate Jack Antonoff. No.
1: Well, okay, listen. I haven't heard the record. I've heard I've I've heard I think 3 tracks off the record. Uh-huh. And compared to compared to all of the other music being made in the world, it's pretty
0: fucking good right compared
1: to other saint
0: vincent music uh uh-huh.
1: it's pretty fucking boring i
0: i don't i don't latch on to everything in her catalog like i want to really love her but i just, nor do I, I i respect her and i think she's great she's not on my list you know yeah i want to like her more than i do i liked her more when she was a musician instead of a oh, oh i see the marketing
1: thing attempt attempting attempting to be like a uh Characterful style icon or some shit.
0: Yeah, all right. I can respect yeah. that though. She's going for the money, whatever. I, I mean, anyway, it's. Sure. A, I think it's a great record. She's um,
1: fucking brilliant. Get that cash, girl. No, I no for problem. real.
0: And she's she's yeah. got. She is skilled. She's got it.
1: Yes, um, yes. She shreds. She shreds up a storm. There's a. I don't know the album or the song, but like she has a solo on a Sufjan record. Uh-huh. That's like the solo is like eight minutes long. It's, it's just so fucking gnarly. It's so good. She's so good. That's the thing. That's one of my problems where it's like, she's so fucking good, man. And like, we need people that are so good and so different to continue being good and different, but and there, like, are some, the there are not some be captured by fucking not be captured by fucking pop culturalism.
0: Yeah. Well, it's right. just me. Hold that thought. I'm going to list okay. a couple other things. I've been listening to this band called Palberta, which is funny because I listened to them just because my mom's name is Alberta. And oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and then I listened to this band, <coughs> and the, it's it's a trio. It's a it's a power trio with three women, and it's awesome. They're really okay. good. It sounds. It just okay. sounds kind of like late '90s indie
1: rock. But they're you're sort of you're sort of uh, making Mark Fisher's point about the cancellation of the future.
0: No, no, I am. But the production is like, if you listen to a late 90s indie rock album, it's almost unlistenable because the recordings are so bad. This is recorded. It's, some of them are very awesome. Bad. It's so good. Like that, that yeah. was my point <laughs> that, that the the differences are in production. Like, yes, you could argue that like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles had the best product. I would say the Rolling Stones had really good production. At least, you know, like their, their late 60s, 70s stuff like that production is just it's mind-blowing yeah um very good but but this this sounds kind of like like a, a late 90s indie rock girl band girl i don't want a girl band there they happen to be women it it sounds like i think it, i think we call them chicks today anyway it's awesome you should check it out the records called Calberta Pal- Pal- 5000 um nice uh cool. a, there's a there's a live big thief record out now she is fucking amazing. Oh my dude. god, it is so good.
1: <laughs> this girl, this, she's actually like to me a girl. She's like twenty two years old that I worked with at the um, bagel shop. Peggy, yeah. shout out Peggy. I hope you're doing great, um, <laughs> wherever wherever you are. She hit me to Big Thief and Adrian Lecker. Like what the oh so fuck, good. dude. It's so good, so good, so good. It's so mm. good.
0: They almost literally don't make them like that anymore. For real. This this live thing is it's they're in a studio, it's like a I think it was just a COVID thing, and they mm-hmm. went in and they just did this stuff and it's just them that you can hear them complaining about the mix and the headphones and stuff and <laughs> and and it it just sounds so good, it sounds so live and it sounds so mm-hmm. it I just want to be friends with these guys like it's mm-hmm. it is awesome, Angel uh um, I mean that's kind of like
1: it's like when. It, <laughs> I feel like I'm like telling people to get off my lawn, but it's like when you hear songs and songwriting like that, and then you hear like the stuff that people listen to, you're like, why did anyone even make this? You know you know what I mean? It's Fair like, <laughs> 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 and I mean, I know why they made it. They made it to fucking move units, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one. I love this record and I'm not sure why. <clears throat> I mean, I know why I like it because it's catchy and it's, it just sounds different than, than things that I've listened to before. It says here that the the release date was March 2018, and I read a little bit about it because, as the aforementioned uh, music software gives me a little bit of a band blurb. It's just a bunch of, I don't know, I guess youngsters living in a house. They spend all day making music, and they found their singer, who at the time, in 2018, was a high school girl, and they... They just said, yeah, can you, do you want to do this? And then she submitted a demo or whatever. And then they invited her to come and be part of their group. And it's weird. It's just weird. The lyrics are weird. She wrote, she What's writes it, weird. Are you, you going to tell me what it's called? <laughs> and and <laughs> it's called, the band is called super organism. The production is ridiculous. It's just, it's Word. like bassy and bubble gummy. And yeah, it's, it's like rock and pop. And sometimes it's kind of shoegaze. I, I don't even yeah. know, but it's great. I, I think that like,
1: first of all, it's like amazing to find new shit that like you're into and that's like, like who doesn't love that. Right. I think that production is the focus and has been the focus for many years now about music. And I think that that's a little bit to music's detriment because like you still need, I don't know if there are new ideas, but you still need fucking new ideas. You know what I mean? It's like, like I think that a lot of, I think a lot of my feelings about like contemporary music and popular music and such has probably more to do with my own feelings about what I'm doing than the music itself. Yeah, you know, because I'm definitely at a point where I'm like, I don't like, I don't know if I can fucking be interesting enough making music to make music.
0: I think I understand. I'm what trying to do. Saying.
1: I'm trying to do more stuff with field recordings and like putting those into kind of like you know uh, soft soft synths and stuff like that and like more manipulated and turning basically I guess it actually is a form of productionism doing something that for me at least is non-traditional. So it feels like you're working with new materials Mm -hmm. and also materials that kind of give you some more constraints, which is nice music Mm. today, those Mm. kids today. Oh, all right. I'm going (laughs) to say one more
0: thing about music. And then yes. we're gonna try to get back on track. I know there was something I was supposed to remember, but I don't remember it. I'm just gonna talk about this last record on the list of recently nice. listened things. Do you know who Micaiah McCraven is? No, I think that you would dig this. The guy, I think he's from Massachusetts. I think he went to UMass. He he like studied with Archie Shepp, and oh, and he's nice. he's like he's he's in with all the he- heavy jazz cats. And he's a young guy. He's a drummer, but what he does is he goes out and he tours with improvisational sets and he records everything and then he cuts it up. What do you mean he tours with improvisational sets? He, he, or he, he tours with a band and they do improvisational sets. Oh, okay. Or maybe it's yeah, not yeah. a band, maybe it's different people <laughs> in different locations, but he is touring, right. he goes to venues, plays a set of improvisational kind of hip hop sound and jazz music and records everything. The The main purpose of doing this is so he could get the raw material to sample himself and the band right. and cut right. it all up. And it's awesome. It is super. That's, it is so cool. Right. But that I mean, it does dope. still sound kind of like hip hop. I mean, there, there's not a lot of, I don't, most of this stuff doesn't have vocals. Maybe some of it does. I don't remember. Um, it's, here's hoping not. I, I don't think it does, and it's, but, but it, it's really, it's really cool. It's not always the greatest recording, but like you say, you don't care about product. I mean, you do care about production, but oh, I, do,
1: I do care about production, but it, 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 it shouldn't be, it, it shouldn't up, be the
0: end, re- the, 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 the goal.
1: It ends up, it ends up not mattering. It depends on what you're in it for, right? Dude, if you want to sound like today's pop music, but you're doing something a little different and it's stuff that people can't just hear or whatever, then you're St. Vincent and you fucking get Jack Antonoff to produce your record. And like... Right. It's perfect, perfect production, man. Perfect production. It, it really
0: is perfect. It sounds amazing. It's really
1: perfect. It sounds fucking great,
0: you know? Guy's a genius. Um, evil genius, maybe. He's very good He's very good at what he, he does. He might I don't be an evil style, genius. But
1: On the other hand, you know, just like f- when I'm going through field recordings and trying to get like some samples out of whatever, like a little running water or some birds or blah, you know, like whatever. You know what people go into the woods and sample, right? I do. The thing that makes it what it really is, the thing that really gives it, that grabs me about certain things about it is the atmospheres around it. One bird chirps and like, that's a bird chirping and like another bird chirps and that's a bird chirping, but they're both in different places. They're both in real spaces. They're both, there's anomalies surrounding the actual sound that are irreproducible every sound is different it's a different philosophy of gathering materials and it's a different purpose as we've i think established i don't really have a purpose anyway <laughs> the moral of the story is um, i'm definitely not one of those people that's like blah 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 music today cuz like there is more great amazing music being produced today than at any time in history i think that's obvious and use all the tools and use all the technologies and you you know like like i'm positive about all that stuff man like go and do it
0: oh and you mentioned uh, sufyan and i i have uh i have mixed feelings about that guy sure I yeah kinda, i kind of hate his voice i think that's fair i like I, I i don't hate his voice i just don't like it
1: i'm not i'm not like super familiar with his catalog like some of his stuff i've heard i really 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 like and some of it i'm like
0: yeah whatever me too you know? and some of it i'm just like i really can't listen to this not because it's bad but because i don't like the way he sings sometimes that's fair he I mean, has that's... a he has one of one of the first things that i listened to by him that i liked was a christmas record he has a christmas record that seems appropriate that's funny it is awesome it's a great yeah. christmas record and yeah. he he did this other thing like and i just recently listened to this uh he re- just over covid i guess he released this thing of like four four records i think that it's like this is music you can trip to or, or something because it's just like, people one of them is got, called Meditations, so one of them is year. called Lamentations, <laughs> one of them is called Revelations, and it's, it's just like ambient keyboard music and shit. Yeah, and It's yeah. kind of cool to have on in the background. Um, but there was this other thing that he did like a year or two years ago with uh, Bryce Desner and uh, Nico Muley. Mm-hmm. Whose, whose mom i worked with at wellesley <laughs> and uh and uh anyway it's called planetarium and it's all planet themed planet theme music and it's an okay it's a pretty good record but the jupiter song <laughs> the jupiter song is the dopest thing it's so good <laughs> the jupiter song is my jam <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Sufjan joint or a Nico joint or a Bryce Dessner joint, but it is probably. Oh my god! I listen to that thing over and over again. That song just gets me going. Nice. You it's good it to it get out. going. I'll check it out. Jupiter is the
1: loneliest planet. I honestly don't listen to that much music right now. Over the last like couple of years, like, like some stuff on vinyl. So it's mostly in the house we'll listen to records and then like, you know, occasionally I'll like explore something on like the Spotify or whatever. And then be like, all right, cool. I should listen to more. I should keep myself more conversant with uh, the materials.
0: Or maybe you should get some goals, slacker. (laughs) Maybe I should get some goals. Let's talk about more goals. I don't. Where were we? Have have we exhausted? Have we exhausted the topic? I mean, we're. Were we still pillorying the uh, educational system? That that well that wasn't the intention, but that's kind of
1: what happened, right? It I think so, yeah. Yeah. Leaves a lot to be desired, turns
0: out. It does. And you know what? I can I'm gonna say I, I think I probably talked too much in this episode, but maybe that's a good thing. I think I think that it's okay to talk more on your
1: podcast because if you're gonna be guiding people into the minds and lives of others, they need to know who their
0: guide is. I'm not sure I'm guiding anybody, but I'm trying I'm trying to figure some <laughs> stuff out and I'm trying to hopefully impart some some knowledge or even inspiration, Ed.
1: Oh, right, inspiration!
0: Inspiration yeah. for so other we, people. So when
1: we were sitting here, like, you know what sucks is the U.S. education system. Do you think anybody was inspired? You're like, I'm not
0: going to school. <laughs> fuck that <laughs> shit. Yeah, fuck, fuck the man, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be, gonna be go just like Jim. <laughs> Middle aged <laughs> and unemployed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this guy's oh, living the God. dream. Look, man. Seriously, though, like, I don't know if you've seen. The horse shit rhetoric going on over here about like people not going back to work and stuff. It's like, eh, I have. Too much what social do they call safety a big, net? Big
0: quit or something?
1: Sure. I haven't heard that, but like that. I'm sure somebody printed that somewhere, right? People are basically coming out and saying, like, we have to keep people fucking poor and afraid and starving so that they'll work our shitty jobs. How's that? Does that <laughs> inspire anybody? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, I wasn't really thinking so much about inspiration, but after I spoke with Dorona in the first, the first episode, she said that she felt inspired just talking about her history. Like she, It made her want to go out and do some stuff. She seems to have a history that one may find inspiring. She does.
1: She's, she's done some shit.
0: She has. She had a rough year, you though. Have... Corona is not good for performing artists.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure. But I think I'm she's
0: sure. probably pretty psyched that cause like the numbers are way down here and things like they just announced that things are starting to open up again. Like all the, all the venues are sending out their barrage of emails. Like we're, we're yeah. back buddies. <laughs>
1: no, it's good. I think, I think it's going to be like a pretty ill year for people. Like I think yeah. everyone is going to just like cram in way too much shit. I will be very happy doing about a third as much as we did before the pandemic. I think
0: I'm one of those guys that it didn't really even affect that much. We just went out to eat all the time. Oh, I wish I did. You should, you could. Yeah, kind of. You
1: get what do you have like 27 different versions of fried cheese there, oh right? Oh my
0: god. No, <laughs> not even if only. Like it's <laughs> the good places are really expensive and it's sure. uh it's a challenge. It's-
1: like this last year like has actually been really radicalizing for me like more so than i had been in the past i think that i had a lot of generalized critiques and dissatisfaction with things and with and with my place in them and my attitude towards them before and now i think things are a little more focused and highlighted for me you know like right now my goal is like to not have to slavishly fucking re-enter that system that i know is just like poisonous you know people act like the things that they do are neutral or innocuous you know And they're not. Everyone drives on the freeway here every fucking day for hours to go do a thing that literally no one needs them to do. It's insanity. I guess my most immediate goal needs to be to figure out if that's something that I want to engage with and try to change or if I just want to fucking run away and hide. And I don't think one option is better than the other necessarily.
0: Which one would be success? Should we start a new conversation? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, start recording now (laughs) Are you getting
1: this? Um, I Running away and hiding There is definitely an aspect to it That is non-successful Without a doubt That doesn't mean it isn't a choice I or anyone else shouldn't make But it's definitely There's an aspect of selfishness And cowardice involved in that At the same time, like engaging and trying to fight like some kind of fight is just like madness and probably fucking pointless. And you know what I mean? It's just an exercise in futility. Kelly and I were watching something, and they were talking about like climate legislation, blah blah blah. Mm. I just looked at her and like, there's this whole you know knowledge industry, talking head industry, pundit industry about these climate mitigation and can our political system do the things they need to do? To and I'm just like, dude, like look at the history of the U.S. Look at what's going on today. Look at human history. Do you think we're going to get our fucking shit together fast enough to not have a global fucking crisis? Any like, day now. There's no, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. So anyone that isn't like preparing for that future is just fucking
0: kidding themselves, I think. Well, that's why they're, we're going to go to Mars. Mars <sighs> is the answer.
1: Are you going to be Bezos' head head lotion guy or <laughs> what? Like. <laughs> Um, I don't want to go to Mars by the way (laughs) I do not want I think the idea of like going to another planet Is horrifying
0: It would be okay as long as You could breathe the air there This is the thing you can't Did you ever see what was that movie was it total recall Yeah It's actually just rewatched that or part of it Oh my god it's so (laughs) great
1: it's an amazing scene It's so good it's fabulous Was it called
0: a quattro a quattro Oh quattro yeah the guy And the guy the guy and the guy
1: I was just thinking about the actual like when Arnold's like outside and his head's like all bulging and shit. And it's so straight good. up claymation. So good. It's so, so good. good. It is so good. good. I was recently listening to something about Jaws and they were having an actual conversation about if you could remake Jaws today if you would still have like a mechanical shark. I'm just like, what is wrong with people? Like it looked it looks fucking great. Like Jaws is one of like five perfect pop cultural movies.
0: Exactly.
1: Right? Why would you like Jaws, that? Silence of the Lambs? I'm sure there's some others, <laughs> but like remade, those two movies, they
0: remade Psycho, right, dude, with Vince Vaughn. Slow
1: cancellation of the future,
0: <laughs> with fucking Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn's great. I love Vince Vaughn. I like him too. But dude, what? Uh, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> just don't do that shit. Just stop.
1: Just fucking stop. One of my goals should be to be more positive.
0: <laughs> All right? You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say that that's the end because success is, is, is knowing, success is one knowing when to quit, trying to stay positive
1: in no particular order.
0: That was it. I always like talking to him. And I hope you got something out of it too. I'm still catching up with the references he supplied during our conversation. It's a lot to think about. Keep in mind, there are a lot of different points of view in the world. I'm not saying you have to agree with all of them but it's a good idea to listen to them and even investigate where other people are coming from. I'm going to try to get some other outspoken people on here soon, but I'm not sure how that's going to go. In fact, I'm not sure who the next episode is, so you'll be as surprised as me when it comes out. I have a lot of calls and appointments to make, so stay tuned. Also stay tuned to at Feel Free to Deviate on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not doing that much with Facebook, but Instagram is on fire. You should go there and follow me. Not me, at Feel Free to Deviate. I mean, you can follow me personally as well, but there are two different accounts. Now I've probably confused you. I'm sorry about that. Thanks for listening. Go to to feelfreetodeviate.com and subscribe. And I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Peace out.